Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, 2020 Breakthrough with John Farmer. Go get a notebook and grab a Bible and expect to have an encounter with God today. I hope we're all growing into people that are willing to do anything Jesus says. Okay, seven of you, okay. That's, that's cool. That's a start. How about the rest of you? Okay, I, I'm trying to become better at not giving a bunch of disclaimers on my messages. So I'm just going to say this. Let's see what happens. Isn't it uncomfortable when someone stands there and doesn't say anything? Do you feel uncomfortable about that? No? Anybody here like Jesus? Yes. Let's, let's invite him to do what only he can do. Lord Jesus. We don't want to live lives that our only hope is in what we can do. So I invite you right now. Come do what only you can do in our lives. Make us to be the body of Christ so the world can see how good you are. Lord, the world has seen too much of church that doesn't demonstrate Jesus. We want to show you to the world because you're good. Let's just wait just one moment. If that's Jesus, tell him I'll be right with him. (laughs) Thank you. Amen. So, 2020. I want to talk about 2020. I don't often get messages at the beginning of of the year that that is a big vision for the year. I'm 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 pretty well a grinder. You know what a grinder is? You just you're not going to quit no matter what. You know, a lot of years ago, um, I was, I, I knew a, a pastor and the church he was leading um, ended up folding and it was really heartbreaking. And I was praying for him and I was praying for the people of the congregation and, and um, I was asking the Lord, what, what happened? That was, I mean, that, they, those are good people and that was... And I didn't understand. You ever have one of those moments you don't understand? And a lot of times, the Lord just doesn't explain himself. He kind of has this thing about being God, you know, and he doesn't feel accountable to you, you know. We want him to be, but he doesn't feel threatened, you know. I I don't, yeah, I understand it. I'm glad he doesn't feel threatened by how we act or what we expect of him. 
But anyway, I was praying about it, and God speaks to me. Anybody have God speak to you in pictures in your head? Well, I saw this little picture in my head, and, and it was a bulldog, you know, and I just knew this on my own, you know, that bulldogs, when they get in a fight and they, they bite down on something, their jaws lock. You can literally lift them up off the ground, right? And, and, and they, once they get a hold of something, letting go, I mean, in a fight, they won't do it. And when they get a mouthful, they're going to chomp down. And I saw this bulldog in my... You can't believe I'm going to tell this, can you? Anyway, in my mind, I see this bulldog, and he was like latched onto some guy's rear end. (laughs) And um, this is how the Lord talks to me, okay? So it's just how it is. And I hear this voice in my head... And the Lord's speaking to me, and he says, faith is like this bulldog. And I'm thinking, all righty then, a dog biting someone's butt. You know, what is that? You know, how's this a a faith lesson? And the Lord just spoke to me. Mind you, I was praying for this situation, and the Lord said, faith is like a bulldog. Be careful which butt you bite. Be careful what you fix your faith on. Because if it's faith, you're not going to let go. And if you let go, it wasn't faith. I told you I didn't know what was going to happen here. That was definitely a word for some folks here. Okay, anybody? Did that mean something to you? Raise your hand. Did that connect with you? Faith doesn't let go because God is faithful. Yeah? Hold your hand up again. Let's pray for these folks. Lord, in Jesus' name, increase all of our faith because you're faithful. Help us to see that you are good to your word. Amen. 2020. Jason already brought it up. It's a year of breakthrough. Here's... You all got these? Everybody got one of these? If you, do, if you don't have one of these, it's a prayer card. I want you to have one. Get one. I want all of us to be praying over the things and praying through this together. Breakthrough often means you have to narrow down and be focused on a few things and gain breakthrough from heaven on a few things. And when you get the breakthrough on a few things, all kinds of stuff breaks through. Yeah? It's like a dam breaking and all the water flows out. But all the water is, doesn't come out in the very beginning. It's a trickle. Then it becomes a flow. Then it becomes a breakthrough. Absolutely anything from heaven can break through after that. Please get one of those. I believe 2020 is a year when God is going to begin answering Things and releasing things that he's long since spoke to many of us, especially here at AZV. God is, is releasing breakthrough in many areas he's promised us. He's spoken to us. He's invited us. Um, later at the end of the service, if you've never received a personal prophetic word, you're going to have a chance to receive a personal prophetic word because we believe A good dad talks to his kids, right? 
And so we're going to take anybody, if you, can, if you feel like you've never received a prophetic word before, we're going to pray for you and see if God will give you one right, like right here, right now. By the way, I think it probably will. So think about that one. 2020 is a year of breakthrough for your homes, for your families. Can anybody say, I want that? You want better for your family. You want better for yourself. You want better for, for your, your extended family, for your neighbors, for your co-workers. I want all heaven to break loose in you so that all heaven will break loose around you. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean that we have to change how we operate. And change can be really hard for people. Anybody else other than me find change hard? If you, you know, you, I think probably all of us have heard the definition of insanity, right? If you, I, this, is the, this is the redneck version of which I'm on. If you do what you always done, you get what you always got. If you want to keep having the same stuff, just keep doing exactly the same things as you've been doing. Personally, I want all heaven breaking loose in my family. So we're going to have to do it God's way. Can anybody say amen? amen. That means we're going to let go of how we used to do things and embrace our vision here at AZV is we're embracing the kingdom of God and we're releasing it to the world. So when we get stuff from God, if you want more, you're going to have to give away what you've got. Let me try that over here. If you want more, you're going to have to give away what you've got. Amen. See, these guys, they're a little more zealous here. You're going to have to give. Doing things God's way means you're not in control. Any control freaks here? You know, I... I got some hands lifted on that one. That was good. I'm, you know what? I respect. Respect, guys. I, I respect you on that. My definition of being a Christian is kind of twofold. Number one, you have enough humility to admit you need help. Yeah? Christians don't have it all together. I, just a sidelight. This is worth the price of admission right here. The problem with church isn't church. Scott, the problem is people. And I have noted that people are in every segment of society. Oh, yeah, the same problems happen in every segment of society. Why single out the church as if they're more weirdos than the rest of society? Have you noticed our society is, like, not doing real well? Anybody notice that? It's not the church's fault. It's people. The church is People who have enough humility to admit, God, I need help. We're just hoping there's a God and hoping He doesn't hate us. Which, by the way, good news, He loves us. He's made every provision for us because He loves us so much. Secondly, okay, first, church is a bunch of people who know they need help. Yeah? Secondly, 
Church is the manifestation of God himself on the world. Now, I know what I'm saying right now contradicts, seems to contradict what I said at the first. But when we become people who are willing to live out of control... And in his control. When we become people who are willing to live under the authority of the king. Yeah, kingdom of God, you've heard that. Live under authority of the king, which means he's the boss and I'm not. He's God and I'm not. He's right and I'm not. You know what? I have no problem admitting some things. I think I've had problems with just about every addictive kind of thing you can have. I just, dude, I just have an addictive personality. Give me a chance, I can get addicted to stuff. I'm really good at it. Anybody else honest around here? You know? Give me a chance, I, I, I can do it. And I've discovered I need him to help me not be that way. To give me the power that I don't have. And that when I do it his way, life just has this crazy aspect of getting really good. I like good. I'm, I'm very fond of good. Living under God's control draws me into heavenly things. Draws me into heavenly ways. Draws me into a form of control that my heart has always yearned for and I couldn't do on my own. You know, many years ago I had a sponsor. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I had a sponsor. The guy was like, he used to say, John, isn't it true that your best thinking's got you into your worst trouble? How about you guys back there? Good answer. Thanks, Greg. Our best thinking gets us into our worst trouble. And I notice when I take on his way of thinking, stuff just works. Now, I'm not saying everything goes my way. Don't misunderstand me. Stuff working means when life goes to hell in a handbasket, I don't go with it. When life and, and situations seem like they're circling the drain, I don't go down with them. As a matter of fact, I have discovered when I do my life His way, right in the middle of the worst of the worst, I can meet with Him and talk to Him and lay my heart and my pain and my, my confusion before Him. And right in the middle of it with no answers at all yet, my heart soars. Joy pours into my heart. Some of you older saints will remember this. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross, my Savior made me whole. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of you. 
Go ahead here, let me get a mic. No, I'm just kidding. So here's what we're going to do. Does does all that sound good to anybody? Are you relating to what I'm saying at all? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it His way. We're going to learn how to be a people of prayer. We're going to learn. We're going to be studying over the next few weeks. I'm asking you, don't miss. I'm calling for a fast starting next Sunday. And I'm asking every person, if you call AZ Vineyard Church your home, I'm asking you to pick a day or days, however much, whatever you're willing, maybe a meal. Some of you might have health issues that it's hard for you to fast. I'm asking for all of us to do what we can do. Because I'm telling you, if we figure out how to do life on our own, in the end, who's your God? You are. That's the problem with humanity. Not just, it's not the problem with the church. It's the problem with the whole dang human race. Is we have abandoned the one who truly is good. And now we're coming to him. So we're going to fast. I'm going to teach you how to fast next week. We're going to talk about it. We're all going to... Anyway, okay, here we go. <laughs> no. We're going to learn how to fast and we're going to learn how to pray together. Listen to me. I say this regularly. I'm going to say it all the time uh, one more time. I probably will say it all the time. We think too individualistically. We don't think corporately read your Bible. One of the reasons why we don't see the promises of God in Scripture fulfilled is we're trying to get them for me. I'm trying to get them for me. And if you read the context, you'll find it's virtually always corporate. It's always corporate. God wants His people to join together and do it His way. Let me tell you, as we do this together, as we seek His ways Together, as we pray together, very pointedly, you know, there's a whole world of things that we can pray for. But if we'll say, yes, we'll pray over these very things. We're praying the same thing. We're calling on our Father in heaven together for breakthroughs and victories. And we begin to see them. Those corporate breakthroughs and victories will begin to translate in every one of your homes. We have to think corporately. We have to think that we, God has brought us together as a team. How's that? You know, I think uh, Heath over here brought up baseball. I'm a football guy. I love team sports. But I'm telling you, the church falls short because we're so individual. Instead of thinking team. God's putting us together as a team and he's going to use us to display his glory to this world around us. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to see all heaven break loose in your family and in this community? Don't you want to see people whose lives are being destroyed suddenly the King of kings and Lord of lords takes their lives and turns them around and blesses them and empowers them and takes what the devil meant for evil and turns it for good. 
Don't you want to see that? That is available to us. It's not a maybe. It's a yes already. I started out talking about prophetic words. God has prophetic words over this house. But many times we don't see prophetic words fulfilled in our lives because we think it's a declaration when most prophetic words over our lives are invitations. They're an invitation. And just like Dennis began to sing. Good word, Dennis. Everybody give our brother a hand. That was, a, that was the Lord. You've never heard the God speak right here, right now? Right, right here, right now. That was the Lord. As we take steps in the direction the Lord has invited us, the steps will start off looking like in prayer. We're saying, yes, we do want that, Father. Yes, we do want that, Lord. Yes, we do want what you're saying. And then we take those steps in that direction. Let, let, me, let me put this in a different sense. If you feel God's calling you to start a business, we have a lot of business people here. I don't, we seem to like spin off business people here in this church. If you feel like God's speaking that over you, and you just sit there and wait for him to hand you a business, it ain't ever going to happen. You know what? And just as a sidelight to this, God wants to permeate our society in every aspect of our society with people whose hearts are wholly his. And everywhere you go, you're dispensing heaven. You're dispensing the goodness and the love of God. I believe in this house we're going to see people in, in your life, in your job, in your sphere of influence begin to release salvation and healing and deliverance and the power of God's going to flow through you. But we've all got to begin to say yes to Him and His ways beyond what we've done so far. You have to take steps. We pray for it because he's calling us into things we can't do on our own, right? Listen, if what you're shooting for in your life you can accomplish on your own, cool. If you want, however, miracles to happen, things you can't do, you're going to have to be involved with God. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to listen. Prayer is a two-way street. I'm going to teach on this too. Prayer is an interaction, a conversation with God. I think we in the church in the United States are really good at saying, oh, I'm not in a religion, I'm in a relationship. Okay, what's the last thing God said to you? Tell me. Because if you ain't having a conversation, you ain't in no relationship. My wife has reminded me of that a great many times. <laughs> Matter of fact, I had a counselor. If you can, it, it, you may note, I am not a really altogether kind of person. Never have been. So if you want, if you're here looking for a pastor on a pedestal, dude, don't look at me. I fall off real easy. She has some people who know me real well. Are going. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I just want to be real. 
I'd rather be real than a fake religionite. Wow, I'm on a rabbit trail now. I can't stop. Here we go. Hang on, guys. If we're not honest, it will have two effects on people around us who don't know the Lord, and neither one of them are good. They'll look at us and say, well, I could never be like that guy. And, they'll, and then, of course, the devil's ploy is always, give up, why try? It'll have that effect. Or they'll see right past your charade and say, that, that dude is fake as $3 bill. I don't want to be like him. But if we're just honest, just live our lives out before the Lord, and people see that you resort to the Lord in every problem of life, they will also see His answers just like you do, and they'll glorify God. Wow, boy. Was that good for anybody else? Okay, we're seeking God for victories. I want to read a couple of verses for you. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. Did you, were you able to get those up? Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. Jesus says this, okay? So I have this on a good authority that this is actually right. Anybody believe Jesus in here? Okay, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find Knock and the door will be opened to you for everyone. Say everyone. Everyone. Who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. The word in the Greek there, in every case, asking and seeking and knocking, is, is the inference of continued asking and seeking and knocking. Faith doesn't give up. Faith doesn't give up. Do you know, who, you know what does give up? Spoiled brats give up. I didn't get what I wanted. I prayed and it didn't work. Um, who's the it? What is the it in that sense? It didn't work. Quit calling God an it. And by the way, get some faith. You pray until you get... Anybody know? Here's another thing I'm going to teach on. I'm going to teach on spiritual warfare. We live in a world where good and evil are allowed for this season to exist together. It's no duh, it doesn't come easy. That was a spiritual theological term. No duh. It doesn't come easy. We're going to have to, we're in a fight. Anybody notice that? Now, in this fight, I want you to know, I really don't care what the devil's doing. I have no interest in the devil or, or his attacking me. You know, we're the attackers. We're the attack. We're taking things that are currently under the domain of darkness and, and bringing victories, which is lives saved, people healed, others delivered, God glorified. We're the attackers. If we're not the attackers, suck it up and attack. Start praying. Did I just say suck it up? Yeah, that was good. Okay. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry. Let's do something. Do something that, will, that we will see heaven break loose in someone's lives who's currently being destroyed. 
Any, okay, now I'm really going for it. Any, anybody have a problem with drug addiction in here? Uh, not now. Okay, not now. You ever have a problem with drug addiction? Come on, I, I got my hand up. Okay, let me tell you what. Did there come a point to where you realized it was going to kill you? Alcohol, anybody realize there's a point? It, this is going to kill me if I don't stop. There's a whole world around us that knows. They know. And they can't stop. They don't have the power. And they want better. And the reason why they're doing what they're doing is they just want to feel good if only for a moment. Don't, you, don't we care? We're going to have to pray because we need a miracle and so does everybody around us. We're going to have to ask and keep asking and not give up asking. We're going to have to seek God for all heaven to break loose in our lives and through us to the world around us. We're going to have to knock on the door. One of the most frustrating things I think I've ever found out about God is you, see, you don't expect to hear something like that from, the, from a preacher. He's frustrating sometimes, isn't he? He does not do it my way. He just won't behave. You know, being in, a, being in the position of being a leader, you don't know how many times, you know, like for years, how many years did we try to get a building for this church? A long time. We had a prophet come in and speak in our church that literally, we're meeting in an elementary school like on, on year 10 or 11 of meeting in an elementary school. You know, thank God for some people who set up and tear down all the time and whined when we got our own building. What are we going to do now? I love you guys. I love you. That was them. Anyway, he, he shows up and we've been looking for a building the whole time. And he says, he stops in the middle of his message. He puts his hands on his hips and says, the Lord's telling this congregation something. Why are you here? Get out. And, and it's like, I hate you. I hate you right now. And you know, it was the Lord. And as soon as he spoke that, it all broke loose and we were able to get our own building. Yeah, it happened. That happened. It made me forget what I was going to say. Where was I, Sandy? Oh, it was going to be good. Oh, that was such a good point. God doesn't behave. But how many times the Lord has told me over and over and over, John, go knock on the door and see if it opens. Okay, you go over and... I love this. And nothing happens. Lord, nothing happened. Why don't you try knocking again, John? Still didn't open. John, knock on the door again. I don't want to knock on the door. I done did it twice. You know, anybody else here? Come, any other honest people here that God has called you to do something and it didn't happen right away? And I'm confused and I'm frustrated and I did it and you didn't do your part and... <laughs> do you want to see a heavenly breakthrough or not? What are you going to do? Go knock again, John. 
Go knock again, Christian. You know, go knock again, Bruce. Go knock again, Todd. Go knock again. Ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. Because we're not in heaven right now. We're in a place where hell and heaven are intermingled. And that's why it's confusing. And that's why sometimes things take a long time. And that's why sometimes we just have to persevere. We're going to learn about that. But I'm telling you right now, God is calling us in 2020 to persevere until we get the breakthroughs that we're crying out for. Because when we get the breakthroughs we're crying out for, those people who have been cruelly bound by the devil to this day, and they're currently being tormented, they're not even having to wait for hell. hell. They're being tormented now. We're fighting not only for your family and your family and your family. We're fighting for their family. To, when we receive our breakthrough, they're going to get theirs. And I want them to get theirs. My prayer, and one of the things on this card is we're praying for boldness and compassion. I would to God that... We are a people that has the nerve to go through our society and weep over the pain. And weep over the the heartbreak. Over the families that have been blown up. Over the lives that are being blown up. Over the torment that's going on around us. Over the sickness and the injuries. So much so that we can't not go to God and cry out and say, Lord, we need You to act more and we're willing. We're saying yes to you. I pray that 2020 is the year where we will step up with the courage. With the courage to have compassion. Read in your Bible in the New Testament. Everywhere where it said Jesus felt compassion. What happened next? All heaven broke loose next. If he felt compassion, your problem was over even if you were dead you can stay dead around that dude you can't stay dead around him he like ruined every funeral he ever went to including his own why because he's the lord of life death has no hold on him it's up to him to say wake up He has the authority. And oh yeah, by the way, He's given it to us. We just need to learn how to use it. I want to read another passage to you and then I'm going to have to need to be done. 2 Chronicles 20, 11 through 14 actually is what I need. 11 through the first part of 14. This is a famous story. Let me give you, let me preface what's happening here. I've heard a hundred sermons about this passage where all these armies are attacking Israel and the king Jehoshaphat calls all the people together and they pray and the prophet speaks out 
And he says, the battle's not yours. And then the next day, they go down towards all these armies. The Lord reveals to them where they're coming up. And they put the worship team first. Worship team guys, get ready. Anyway, they put the worship team first. And by the time they get down the hill to where the rest of the armies are, the armies of all these different nations have turned on one another and killed one another. They're all dead. And it took them three days to carry away the spoil. That's what happens when God gets all happy and fights for you. You start worshiping, God gets happy. Then he fights for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving right, moving right along. Let's read this. You want to put that back up for me? So, the king is praying and he's saying this to God. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Oh God, will you not judge them? For, they, for we have no power to face this vast army. Stop on that thought. Anybody else other than me looking around our nation and the problems of this nation and this world and saying, what am I supposed to do about it? Some of us are called to do something about it directly, but anybody else feel hopeless? The devil's effort is to make you feel hopeless. And I'm telling you, as we turn in prayer like this king turned in prayer, we have another king. And he can't be stopped. He can't be held back and he can't lose. Did you hear me? Our king can't lose. He never has and he never will. We have no power to face this vast army that's attacking us. We do not know what to do. I don't have all the answers. Let me tell you something. I believe God's, we're going to see this building. And every one of these empty chairs, I look at them and I see a face on I see a person, I see a life that God wants to touch and save and heal and deliver and turn them on the enemy who has, who has been defeating them all their life, turn them to go do damage to the domain of darkness. Because that's what He does. Our God will take exactly the thing that's been destroying you and make you a destroyer. Make you a dread champion. Make you a man or woman of God to be reckoned with. At least concerning darkness. He says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Next. All the men of Judah. Now listen to me. This is the verse that every time I read it, I get all teary-eyed. Everybody, every teaching I've ever heard glosses right across this. And I don't want us to gloss across this. The victory comes next. I've heard it taught and I've heard it taught and I've heard it taught and it's worth it. That passage is worth teaching over and over and over again. If you've never read Second uh, Chronicles 20 and really meditated on it, I encourage you to do it. But this one verse catches my heart. And all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood before the Lord. We're either going to live this life out on our own power or we're going to call on the God we say we serve. 
We're going to cry out to Him for more. We're going to cry out to Him to take action. And we're going to stand before Him, all of us together, with our wives and our, our, our little ones. And we're going to do something about it. And I'm telling you, just like Dennis was saying in that prophetic word he had at the end, if we go to God, He will take action. If we go to God and pray and cry out and not give up, He will take action. And I'm telling you, there's victories to be had in your family, and I want them for you. Do you? Yeah. There's, there's victories to be had with our little ones. I don't want my, kid, my kids, or now my son's grown, my grandkids to go through the things I had to go through. How about you, some of you older people? Okay, we're going to have to turn into truly, truly, truly prayer warriors. See, the way we fight isn't like the world fights. They fight, they fight with swords and anger and hatred and guns and violence. And the weapons of our warfare are different. We come in an opposite spirit. I'm, gonna, I'm getting ahead of myself. We come in the opposite spirit and we come with love and we come with compassion. We come with healing. We come with blessing. We come with the things of heaven that literally will smash all the things of hell one life at a time because every life is precious. Every life is precious. You know what? And we never come with condemnation. We've been given good news, not bad news. Churches that preach, preach the bad news Stop, John. Don't use your outside voice on that one. They're already living the bad news. They don't, they don't need me to tell them. Offer them something better. Yeah? We have good news. So I'm going to end with this. In 2020, I want you to pray fervently and not give up. This isn't the only prayers I want you to pray, but I want, you to, I want everybody to commit to praying through this. If you don't have one of these prayer cards, get it. They're out on the info table. Grab one. I keep mine in my Bible when I do my daily, prayer, or my daily Bible reading. I pray through the whole thing. You know, it takes me a couple of minutes, but I mean it. Will you pray it and mean it with me? Can we join together and say yes to this? If you will, raise your hand. I know I did this a couple of weeks ago. Let's do it and see the miracles that God will re release. Next, we got to put feet to our faith. So I'm asking everyone in this house to, to really pray through and ask God, where can I serve? If you don't start giving away what you've got, you won't get any more. My pastor taught me a great many years ago, and he was dead on right. He said, John... If you don't start giving of your time, your energy, and your money, then you're not going to get any more. It's not going to come. The blessings, the answers, the thing, it comes when you take action. We take action. So I'm going to give you a couple of steps that I think might help. We want to raise up the most awesome kids ministry you've ever seen in this house. And I want some, and some of you will find great fulfillment in being a part of it. We are not babysitting children here. We're raising up warriors. 
Our kids do not get a junior Holy Spirit. They get the same one we get, and they're learning to, to pray for people. They're learning to uh, believe God and see healings. They're giving prophetic words, receiving words from God. They're, they're having God do amazing things with our kids. We need some more help because we're going to get more kids. We're going to see a whole lot more kids come into this house that need to be touched by the love of God. So, if you've been here for six months, you can start right away. Sandy, raise your hand. She, talk to her. Our other children's ministers are back there right now. You, I'd love for you to sign up. She'll explain it to you after the service or soon. If you have not been attending for six months, sign up anyway. Raise your hand, Sandy. Same lady. <laughs> right there. No, keep it not confusing. You can sign up. We are going to see. Now, here's what's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to grow an, uh, a dynamic children's ministry here, and then we're going to take it out to the streets and minister to kids who don't come to our church because they need to be touched by God's love first or also. Next, we need more people in our worship team because we're in the not-too-distant future. We're going to have more than one service, and we're going to need a whole lot more people in, on our worship team. Yeah, worship team members, right? We don't want to burn them out. And there's people here that if you use your gifts and bless someone else with them, it's going to bring incredible blessing in your life. Next, and last on this topic, I could go on this one for a long time. I'm looking for some radicals. This, this one's, I, I want to put together a team of people who are willing to do anything. Yeah? You're willing to do anything. We're going to sit down. We're going to pray. Ask God what to do. Listen. And then we're going to go do it. Probably we're going to be praying for people in Walmarts. Targets. And we're going to see people healed. Physically healed. Like right here, right now. You know, he's a, he, sometimes he takes time. And sometimes it's right here, right now. And we're probably going to see all kinds of miracles and if you're prone to being afraid of what people think of you, one, repent. Two, this may not be the right group for you. Okay, so if you're in, okay, show of hands, are you willing to at least consider it? Okay, there you go. Talk to me afterwards. Connect with me during the week. I'm going to have a sign up. I should have had one, but this was just like a Lord speaking to me this morning. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com. 